All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Lonnie, get shout out to Red Light Crew. Hey, you're one of twelve listeners of the Real Life Podcast. Yeah, you know what? The, to define that uh, uh, better, um, I think the key there is. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. Outrageous. <laughs> Thank you. Glorious. Real life podcast, April 23rd. Big day. Big day. Special day. One of us is old. You Three of us are young. You One of it. us is also old. Chalmers, you're older <laughs> yeah, than Yeah, I'm very old. How's it going, fellas? Just want to take a note and thank the Calgary Flames for an excellent effort in the playoffs. I was told very specifically by some of our friends at Flames Nation that we would be jealous as we watched them ride into at least, and I was looking up this morning, at least the conference finals. Mm. They had high hopes. Well, I can tell you, having watched a little bit of it in a public venue, that it looked as though Johnny Goudreau was a foot shorter than when the playoffs started. He looked scared. He looked tear filled. He's taking a lot of heat. Taking a lot of heat. It reminds me of one Jordan Leslie Eberle after he had a tough go with the Oilers in the playoffs a couple of years ago. People were mad. And then he got traded for Ryan Strome. But so I was he, chirping yeah. Flames fans this morning that they're going to very much enjoy Ryan Strome. He's hot <laughs> and probably would make an excellent trade candidate for Johnny Goudreau. I think that's the only thing I didn't like in Todd McClellan's time with the Oilers was his treatment of Jordan Eberle in the playoffs. It was strange. He threw him under the bus. I thought. What do you mean? In what way? Well, you called him out. Right? He called him out for not not showing up in the playoffs and stuff like that. Was he known? For, like, I don't remember. Not really? Right? What, in the playoffs? 
Like Everly known what to perform? No, it was McClellan known to throw people under the bus? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. So this was like the one year that we did make it. What? Yeah. And he didn't perform. Yeah. And so he got public opinion shifted very quickly on Jordan Everly, and he was. Fuck! It doesn't take much, eh, to shift that opinion. Well, and it didn't make sense because it's not like he was the only one. No. Like to single a guy out didn't make a lot of sense. But at least he was a six million dollar player, not a fringe third liner. So was Goudreau? Kind of thrown under the bus by anybody. He's basically blamed for everything, like, but by the team or just by fans right now. Fans, Flames media, media. Like as an example, there's an article up today at a certain national outlet that basically says James Neal owned his terrible playoff performance. Where's Johnny Gaudreau doing the same? And to me, like I read it, Gaudreau answered the questions he was asked. It's not like he just didn't volunteer and say, I need... I mean, what's a guy going to say? He's disappointed, right? Of course he is. Like, you can't just imagine he's going to step up. I mean, taking a little bit of... Taking a little bit of credit for your play would probably help. But at that point, you're just sitting there like, I don't want to talk about this. This is not something I want to be discussing. We're a first place team in the West, and now we're out. Strange year. With Calgary and Tampa. Three first seeds gone. First time in NHL history, the Eastern Conference champ and Western Conference champ got knocked out in the first round. And one win between the two. Yep. And they faced each other in the Stanley Cup Finals. That is true. Yep. Bizarre. That is bizarre. I didn't get the Tampa one. Like, well, when I was, the way that I thought about it was like, Tampa Bay had literally been playing no meaningful hockey for a month before. The playoffs. Right? That's fair. So you come in and you don't have lightning in a bottle. You're just kind of just going through the motions and it's hard to like maybe rise to that, even though they're professionals, they should be able to. But when you're like Columbus and you're playing three weeks to a month before playoff hockey, like every single night, you just you like you come into it just on fire. Yeah, your whole team's just rallied around the fact that, okay, first we made it. Now we have a bigger goal. Team camaraderie is probably a lot higher. Like Cinderella teams it's, it's, are hard to fuck with, yeah, man. Oilers 06, it is Kings dangerous. And but you would, 12 and, and to think over a span of eight days, though, that where you play every second night, that like halfway through, you could sit down and be like, okay, you guys, like we need to do something about this. And it was like, they just never found the answer. Well, isn't that what Coach Cooper said? He's basically like, we just didn't have it for a week. It was just the wrong week. Six yep. days in October. And I was looking That's at 30 two- for 30 title if I've ever heard one before. <laughs> No kidding. And I was looking at, I was reading some, uh, just some Tampa stuff to see what their fans thought about it. A lot of them were talking about how the lightning feasted on the power play in the regular season, but in the playoffs, you don't really get that many power play chances. It's completely different and they just didn't get the chances. And when they did get them, they couldn't score. Oh, and they just got under their skin. And that's six days in April. By so way, Columbus must have, like, even when they had power plays, they probably just, you know, when you have a power play and you see a team with like a really aggressive box and the power play forwards and defense are just like it's way harder like i don't understand anybody that has a passive box it doesn't make any sense <laughs> you have to be box. a uh, passive box yeah aggressive you have box. to be aggressive on it right and so like was columbus just super aggressive maybe like that was their game plan knowing that they went in just seemed like they got out coached yeah yeah you know what i mean old it's torts awesome. old torts pulled one out torts was jam- like because because they couldn't even get through like the neutral zone like they were like they had to, they kept talking about how like or Cooper City had to change the the game plan or the strategy, how they're going to approach the next game, and then it still wouldn't work. And how about the balls on uh, the the GM there too? Because they weren't in a playoff spot. They traded all kinds of assets to bring in Duchesne, Dzingle. Uh They didn't trade Panarin or Bobrovsky. Is it worth it now? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Well, so yeah, yeah. Columbus has never won before this year a playoff series in their entire franchise history. Mm-hmm. 
So already record setting. Is he playing with house money now? No. Or is there a risk no. of losing all of those guys for nothing in the summer and being like, oh, fuck, we got I, one I, round I, out of it. Yeah, I think they got to at least get to the Eastern final to to warrant it. Uh, because like that is that is like they could have set the club up for the future and decided not to and decided to like, deal in the present. But playing with house money from whose perspective? Like the fans? Because right now, if I was a fan in Columbus and I'd never made it past the first round, that guy'd be my hero. Sure, I'd. I, he. He. It's we could enough, go out in the next round. But what do you I think would... about from a the like the franchise perspective? They really sold hard. Like they traded a lot of assets, and in theory, they could lose all four of those guys on July. 1st. I still think just making it as an eighth and then winning, like beating a historical team, like a team that's won how many games they lose sixteen in the regular season, yeah, and you swept like that. that team. You know, like to me. If I was in, if I was sitting in the head office right now and I thought about the trades that they had made, regardless of what they were, I would think that was that was a win for us this year. Ugh, and then, man, and then, they, but it will go quickly. At the that's for next six year. days. For six days in of, October, in October slash April of <laughs> of ecstasy. Is it worth it? I, I, mean, I would trade make, anything for six days of October ecstasy. That's just uh, it. Yeah. What well, do you, you right know? What, you know what the best part is right now? Because Oilers didn't make the playoffs, obviously. Hmm. Uh, but like. <laughs> All the guys, like, look at the Flames. Like, what's more embarrassing? Them or the Oilers? Oilers. I would say, oh, them. What? They're they won first, the West, man. They won the West, but it, when it came down to the playoffs, which is what it's all about, what we're chasing, they're out just like us, and they're supposed to be this gun yeah. team, and they're not. I would say mismanaging. At least we know Connor our flaws are more. <laughs> they have, like, they have real flaws. We, we know it's, what our flaws are. It's kind of knee-jerk to say that Flames are more embarrassing at this point than the Oilers. Oh, it's embarrassing. I don't. The Oilers are embarrassing. Oilers, like, hey, on not, not making the playoffs definitely embarrassing. But I trust me, getting not not getting out of the first round. What's the point of even making the playoffs? This is like debating what's whose girlfriend's point? uglier. Yeah. They're what's all the, hideous. What's the point of teasing your fans for eighty-two games to then just embarrass yourselves when it actually means something? Oh, I wish we were getting teased for eighty-two games. But do you, you remember how the whole city just like it just became electric when there was when the playoffs yeah. and Columbus is now getting that. Yeah. For another day, and then another, and every day it goes on past the first round. This is longer than they had. That. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's worth it to just get a first round win. They have to go deeper. Car flags are flying. If you in think Columbus. about, if you Ooh. actually think about the gamble that was made, the, ret- the what, one round of playoffs is not worth it in my mind. They have to go deeper, and I'm not. I I believe actually. I think Columbus is going to be is going to go sneaky deep. But I think for it to, to to say it paid dividends, it's my nickname. Sam. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, a lot of that's what she said, and uh, maybe that's the title of the episode. But uh, you uh, always call the title of the episode about fifteen minutes in. You got well, he, he does. Why he does? Which yeah. we actually haven't properly said. We happy really. birthday, Wanya! Thank yes. you. Happy yes. birthday, buddy! Yeah. Wonderful. We always we just implied it with the music. And yeah, Daddy Longneck might have been the first one to do it. But uh, yeah, I think if they can get, at least get to the third round. Then I can say it was worth a gamble because if you get to the third round, you had a chance to get to the dance. Like you were, you were one step away. I think that's as far as they need to go to prove the gamble. Because if they don't, like next year could be very interesting. All those players they traded for may not still be there. Plus, they're losing their two key guys. So that's four main. Like you got to uh, think, Duchesne's tired of getting dealt at this point. Wow, there's obviously a reason for that. 
True. But he could be lined for a nice payday come July 1st. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's with, having the, a good with the seeding the way it is, do we know who they're playing in the second round yet? Or is that team to be determined? Still? I think it uh, matters what happens tonight. With, yeah, if Washington, they play Washington. Boston. Oh, no, is Boston? It could what be if, Boston or Washington, I think. The seeding thing is literally the most confusing thing. Like I know that we have friends that harp on it all the time. And I just, I, I, I start to read and I start to try to figure out the reseeding. Like they're still reseeding right now, right? Is that what they do? I'm just looking. Well, at like, all the base, it's all based on who wins and and, and what. So like the top team, yeah, like the wild card teams are always going to have the toughest adversity. But it's 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 if you finish second or third in your division, that's where you're like that's where it's kind of like a disadvantage because essentially two plays three. Yes, that's right what I, in the first round, yeah. and then they would play one in the next round. I think if they win. So hmm. if Columbus goes through, they will play the. Or Columbus is through, sorry. They will play the winner of Boston-Toronto. That's going to be fun tonight. Yeah, game seven in Boston. Yeah, three years. Is this the fourth year in a row? I've been seeing a lot of stuff about this. but This is their sure. third game seven, I think, in the last it's... five years. Shout out to the Leafs for not closing it out at home as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. You knew Boston. Was I had a dream last night that Boston won 7-1. I don't know why I'm dreaming about that, but let's just... I, I, I can 7-1. see Toronto winning. I can see them winning. Obviously, I don't want them to. I don't either. But I could see them. Win. Anderson's played really well. Very well. It's All upsetting, right. in fact. Is anybody on Toronto getting a Goudreau treatment? Is anybody acting Marner like Marner is a little bit. Is Mitch he? Marner has only one shot in his last three games. Uh, oh. But if you look at the national media, William Nylander takes shit like... You yeah, he kind of just... He kind of asks for it. I don't know what it is. Especially with the way he started look, the way he started. I don't know. There's something about him. His look. There's just certain guys that just ask for shit without even asking. Oh, yeah. yeah. He looks like the most arrogant guy on the planet. Now, yeah. that's me judging like, a book by I love cover. those Sonic commercials, those insurance I wish I ones. had his head of hair. Full I, disclosure. I just can't stand him in those commercials. He doesn't say a word. I just look at him, punch his face. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay, well, that's cool. That's a fun game to watch tonight. Are you watching Bag Milk? Is that what I'm getting from all this? Is that you're just plugged into the playoffs like Johnny playoffs? No. Okay. However, if I see like a game's going to overtime, I'll throw it on. I love overtime. The double OT Sharks win? It's the best. I love I, it. Yeah. I made some bets on some teams to win the cup. So How are you doing? Good. Did you not bet on the Flams though? No. Did you bet? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. You would have thought he would is the biggest <laughs> Absolutely fan. not. That's an upset. No, no. I'm, lo- I'm looking good. But, you got oh. the Blues? Yep. Nice. I got the blues. I didn't put on Columbus and I should have. That's my biggest regret. Uh, but uh, the other reason why I'm watching is I'm also watching it with Oilers eyes. So like these big first round upsets are actually good for the Oilers. Like Nashville, like I was cheering so hard for Dallas last night because if Nashville, Nashville couldn't get out of the first round, that is that that means there's there's like some demand available. There's some there's some fundamental changes they need to make. Because that core is only sliding; they're not, they're not, they're not on the ascent right now. They're on the descent. So they they made the Stanley Cup playoffs three playoffs ago or two playoffs ago, I guess. And then last year, what made it to the second round, and then this year out first round, they're 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 gonna have to based on like signings they have to make with their within their core or some big commitments that they've already made to some guys that might be underperforming. Uh, they're in a position where they. So need it's to not move some primarily sa- salary based, though. Like you're just oh, saying oh, this on like it's both. Oh, okay. It's both because they've made some big commitments to some cornerstone people, uh, and they have people that are coming up the ranks that need to get paid. So now's the time to maybe look at maybe making some changes to address what they actually need. Like Nashville went 0 for 15 in the playoffs or in the on their penalty power play. 0 for 15. 
And they had like five of them last night. Couldn't convert on, in a in a in a one one game. You know why, Chalmers? Aggressive no. box. My, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got angry it. box. Yeah, got they're not, angry. They're not going sneaky deep. No, um, not in an so aggressive. So there's like opposite of that. And when, you, and when you look at Winnipeg and you look at Pittsburgh and you look at Tampa, like these are all teams that that were building this core and they've made big financial commitments to a lot of their cornerstone pieces for the future. But they're up and comings. They don't have the like. They have to sign lining. Mm-hmm. Right, so that that means people have to get squeezed out that they've even made you know made a four million dollar bet on or a five million dollar bet on that if we could somehow get the right GM to open up some cap space, maybe there's an opportunity there to take these guys in, and these are all able, talented bodies. It's all circumstantial. So I watch the playoffs to see if those you know, those opportunities exist, and you know with Tampa, Nashville, Pittsburgh, and Winnipeg, they they're all in a situation where you could maybe squeeze some guys out of them that are that would be. Top six guys or top four defensemen. I'm like to your point. I would love to see the Oilers <laughs> sneak a guy like Nikolai Ehlers oh, out of Ehlers is first on my list. That'd be so fantastic because you're right. There's gonna be some teams making changes and they're gonna have to find a way to get creative. Yeah. Now let's pretend one of us don't know who that is. It could be anybody really that doesn't know who it is. It could be Jared. It could be Chalmers. It's most likely me. I don't know who it is. Who I, think, I think his defenseman on Winnipeg. Nikolai Ehlers. He Winnipeg? is a top six winger, can play either side for Winnipeg. Fast. <laughs> fast. For the Jets? From Jets. Jets. Fast, shifty winger, can score. Big boy? I got the nope, team little right. Guy. Little he, guy, but you can insulate him. I got the team right, at least. Nice. Yeah. Like Nugent Ehlers? Or, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's six oh, feet Nugent tall. Nugent Ehlers? 175. Oh, buddy. But like last year, he had 29 goals. Okay. This year, he had a little bit of a down year. Yeah. Uh, with Another good point. Another reason why you could probably squeeze him out. He had a little bit of a down year this year. Had some injury trouble. Had 21 goals still in 62 games. So if he's slotted alongside Nuge on either side, Weathers are doing pretty good. And then some other guys I think you could maybe squeeze out. Well, Tyler Myers is a UFA, and they have to sign Truba. So I'm not not sure about Myers. He's okay. Big guy. He's a tall drink of water. Did did anybody see Truba said something this morning? Yeah. What did he say? Well, they basically asked, like, if he's going to... Resign, and they just said that's up to Chevy, which is their. Oh, so but that was more dramatic. Apparent, than but that. but apparently in the article he <laughs> has got he wants to he doesn't want to play for Canadian team. So you're just really he doesn't. Yeah, so fuck that guy. Well, fuck last guy. time I remember when we were in Winnipeg, uh, it was a hell of a drive for the outdoor the World oh. Classic. It was crazy. When we were there, he was in the middle of a contract dispute at that time, and I remember seeing all the jerseys around with his name crossed off the back. He signed a couple of weeks later, but I assume they're in line for another contract dispute. Yeah. They'll probably he's they, an RFA. They might trade him. He's an RFA. This guy so, sounds like a dick. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to play in Canada. I love having contract <laughs> disputes. Welcome to the Oilers. But they've sir. got big commitments to Wheeler. They've got big commitments to the all contract uh, dispute Bufflin, team. And they have to sign lining. <laughs> they've got Matt Duchesne. Oh, yeah. Matt Duchesne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patrick yeah. Kane. Although he seems to have changed his life. In their forwards alone, they have seven contracts to redo. Yeah. So, and yeah, so there's opportunity there. That's exciting. So, <laughs> isn't it? Well, you know, <laughs> you have kidding. to give them something to, we have to create space and give them something that they're willing to part with this. Um, but they're also in a circumstance where they need to. That's, that's the nice thing where they actually have, they're in a position where they have to trade someone. If you're the Oilers and you go to the draft picking eighth, do you trade that pick? I've been debating this. Yes, masterfully. I think yes, masterfully. I think I think you got to keep just because this draft pick, this draft is so deep. I think you have to keep that pick, but I think you try to leverage next year's and the year after's first round picks, and you I try would, to trade those at the draft. Yeah, I would keep it. The Oilers need skilled prospects. 
And there's an expansion draft coming up. What you talking about? The Condors are on fire. Hey, amen. But wouldn't it be nice to have another one? Yes. Well, Say that again. Expansion yeah. draft? Seattle? Expansion draft's coming up for Seattle. So whoever they pick this year will be exempt from that. So they don't have to worry yeah. about it. They need more skilled prospects that they don't have to worry about. Yeah. Which was another huge thing about McClellan not playing Bouchard as 10 games this year. Because now he's exempt because he had to go back. Yeah. Where the word on the street was Shirelli wanted Bouchard around all year. In which case, they would have had to protect him for Seattle. Speaking of Coach Gee. McClellan, we got rid of the wrong guy, clearly. He got he just a signed nice bump. Five for five. Gee. Meanwhile, Chia is currently evaluating buying a couch from Ikea for his rumpus room. He's going to pay $6 million for it. <laughs> it pained me to watch him doing his press conference. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see it. What did he say? Well, no, hold on. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, uh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just an article I read, but it was basically just like Oilers fuck up, get rid of McClellan. Kings recognize and win bidding war for him because there were several people. I don't know if it was actually his press conference. Buffalo was one. Yeah, yeah, Buffalo's in the mix. Like I don't know. I like Coach Todd. I do too. He was he was the wrong guy. <laughs> Obviously, Shirelli was trying to save his job. Didn't work. Uh, Todd took the bullet. I have an article up that Mark Spector wrote. He it was just a little Q and A with him, and the stuff he says about both Edmonton and Connor. Just like, man. Yeah, that was the other thing I read, too. You're okay by me, Todd. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he have a tie to California, too? Didn't his like son play well, there? Well, San Jose, right? Yeah, he's got a home still. His family lives in San Jose still. I see. But his son's playing college hockey. Right? Every single... Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah, and when they were in San Jose or something, his son would always come on. Anyway, that's nice for him. I find it Good interesting how he's touring the Pacific Division. Yeah. San Jose, Ooh. then Edmonton, now LA. Uh, but on Edmonton, when asked what he thought about if he feels kind of vindicated that things finished the way they did and he just responded with class, I love my time in Edmonton. I would have stayed there forever. Oh! I enjoyed the community, the feel of it, the fans, the players working with Sports Central and helping out as many kids as we could. We got a Sports Central plug in. Uh, there are so many positives there, but sometimes things just don't work out. And people have to pay the price. And I was one of them. Oh, man, he gets it. Hey, let's take a break. Speaking of getting it, we need to get paid. Have you got holes to dig, earth to pack, and roads to build? Then you need to call Jabba Machinery Group. Does your equipment need a service? You can't fix stupid, but here at Jabba Machinery Group, we can fix everything else. With a full range of parts to keep your equipment running smoothly, Jabba Machinery Group is a family-operated and Alberta-grown business. Here to help build a bigger and better Western Canada. Give us a call or visit us at jabbamachinery.com. Jappa Machinery Group. Join the family. Where the, where the hell is Nipsey Brown, voice of the Jappa ads? What's he doing today? Recuperating? Uh, Yeah, I think he's just enjoying uh, this beautiful Yegg weather. I don't know what they're up to right now. And that was good seeing him this weekend. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, you guys put was... in a shift or? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Nothing crazy. A little uh, backyard fence guy. Yeah, I played a game. Played a game. Deep fried that... a turkey. We did. Two wow. of them. Two turkeys. Second one didn't even get touched. Did you no. see that? Yeah, it was. They... But yeah, we played this game that they found in Australia when they were there. It's Finn Scats. It's with like dowels, like dowels of wood. And you try to knock down numbers and tally a score, basically. That's a real Cliff Notes version of this game. It's like bowling meets bocce. Is that accurate? Pretty, yeah, no, pretty much. And But wherever you hit these pegs to, that's where they stand up. So it's strategic in a way of where you want to get the high numbers away from the people that it's just, it's a very fun game. I've reached out to Finska to see if we can carry it at Little Brick. For sale? For sale. It yeah. is not a uh, convenient carrying case. 
it's but it's cool big. but it's part of the game because the case actually has a, a, a place in the game because that's where you always set up where you stand as an owner oh, of a bocce true. ball set that was left out over the winter in a bag against the house i can tell you that we do support lawn bowling and the various <laughs> yeah. types of things here at little brick but the playing is on a lower level oh i'm sure we can get it going i know i would i'll i i would be i'd, I'd do little w- weekend finska sessions here that's what he said about the bocce ball set no never it was you guys actually idea. have a pretty good spot right out front it's there. a perfect finska really alley is. full full disclosure we're paving over the front part you guys could sell advertisements on the fence oh yeah well yeah for your so finska if, league? if we want to carry finska, finska league if we <laughs> oh mean? there is there's a world finska championship world finska so championship the actual game is called mulky the actual game's called mulky finska is a brand well, now this is confusing so there you is an opportunity to not have to bring finska so in, but bring in mulky one peg so the catch with finska is that we have to buy 504 of those units to be able to carry it because it comes from Australia. And then go to Canadian Tire and see if they will so then carry my, it as well. My, my question to you is, can we convert the podcast studio that's being built in the basement into a, storage into a Finska storage facility? <laughs> oh, Chalmers, you're not going to like it after when we go down and look at the podcast. Uh, I haven't liked it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> we were down there bag milk on a, <clears throat> a gentlemanly time horizon, chipping away, doing work, having a good time. And then the other half of the basement has to be made into a legit prep kitchen for Little Brick. So we're doing some expansions. They've ripped out everything. They've ripped out our good walls. They ripped out all of our fun bulkheads <laughs> that we made. The furnace is ripped out. I don't know what the hell is going on with the furnace. I don't even want to know what those trades guys are doing, but it's sitting against the wall right now. Uh, I blame the code. I do too. Like the code. The all we wanted to do was build a nice little podcast studio in the uh, corner. And then the and second just, project yeah. caught the first one. Apparently 19 or 18. When was this place built? 1903. 1903 buildings don't meet uh, fire codes anymore. Oh, buddy. shocker! You Who wouldn't knew? even believe. But apparently, we have to bring codes? it to current date. There wasn't electricity when this house. We can't open a time the machine and retrofit this stairwell's house. built out of concrete, and they're like, "You got to make this bigger." It's like, "Oh, okay, just give me a second. Yeah, let's just go get a couple yeah, jackhammers so and there's a lot of construction up. going on in Riverdale right now. There is super got, cool. You got a hole. Yeah, we got one crew working here at Little Brick. We got a second crew two blocks down the street. I just drove past the hole. You guys are going sneaky deep in that hole. Sneaky oh, deep in that hole. There's nothing no, sneaky it's, about it's it. It's Avi deep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was rad. They, we had uh, one of our concerns, there's many obviously, but was that uh, they were going to have you know some sort of artifacts found. Uh, that wouldn't be the first time right? in Alberta. There's, yep. there's never been any, like this, this land in Riverdale has been used by First Nations for 20,000 years. And before that, dinosaurs. Yeah, that's right. They used to meet here and have their dinosaur parties. <laughs> and uh, so we had people come in and take a look at the surface. So with like metal detectors and shit. Yeah. I'll show you these photos that we posted. It's it's cool. There's like old coins and they found a this is like Curse of Elk Islands type stuff here. What's that? Oh, it's a show where these guys go to this island off of Nova Scotia. That's apparently got like tre- like treasures that. Oh, well, wow. we found an old peep show coin. Nice. You scroll. There's a. It's a gallery. And we found an old flip phone, which was great. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's cool. You found then, all this on that one well, the, lot? The guys did, yeah, with their with their metal detectors. Huh. A cool key, a worker's tool from like the key 30s. With a Lannister key with a lion on it. Oh. I don't know. I don't read Lord of the Rings, but. <laughs> I forgot. So, yeah, so now they're digging a hole down there. Is that, and, a, is that a gun casing or a bullet casing? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Uh, Interesting. There's a button. That's Are a lot of stuff. A button? There's a penny from 1931. God damn it. I missed the playoffs. This is what I'm spending my time <laughs> yeah, watching. I know it. I'm like, wow, 1931 penny. Anyways, well, explain. Your River Valley company project. Yeah, so we're build, building a building. second building down yeah, the street it's, from Little it's Brick. Being, it's being dug. Amazing. It's Exciting. legit, yeah. yeah. First floor is a bru- uh, bistro. Yep. 
and a little restaurant that we're going to do. And it's called the Dog Patch. And the Dog Patch back in the day, we're trying to name everything after old stuff. Mm. Like that's the fun of the River Valley. JB Little, the little brick that we're in right now, he was the original brick tycoon of Edmonton that ran a brickyard down here. So this was his house. So we brought that back. That's cool. And there used to be when the dog, when they were running the brickyard, they had this part of land right on the river's edge where JB Little let some of his employees take broken bricks and shit and make their own houses. And so there was like this cool little community of people called the dog patch. And they had like their own store and they had their own currency. And I'm pretty sure they were doing acid or something back in the day, but they lived there and they had no title to anything and they just stayed there. And then the family sold the land off and the police came and were like, okay, hey, everybody needs to vacate. So I was down at the journal archives one time because I don't know any girls. And uh, <laughs> this one old boy was like, I'm not leaving. I am not leaving. This is my home. I'm 83 years old. I'm prepared to defend myself. And the cops in those days were a little bit harsher. And the cop was like, we are here to enforce the law. We will shoot him dead if need be. And there is a photo on the OG yellow cop car of a cop with his gun out and this old boy coming out with a shotgun over his hand raised up. And it is hard. So that's the restaurant or the, the bistro rather is named after. Cool. Did you get that picture? I'm going to go and get it. Yeah. and Pay the journal $400 trillion to license it <laughs> or whatever you need to do. Second floor is going to be offices. Hmm. And we're getting a board, a special boardroom, like proper. And in the boardroom traumas, we're getting the pop dispensing machines from the movie theaters that have every single kind of flavor. Like, what do you mean? Like the Coke machine when you go to the theater and you're like, I want a little bit of grape, but I want a little bit of oh, Coke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swamp it. water. Nah, nah, nah. We got nice. that machine. I'm nice. more excited Fancy. about that than the fucking building. What are you going to drink the most of? Ah, soda water. You know what I'm into these days? Mm. Half orange juice, half Sprite. For real? What do you call it? Don't know. Half uh, orange man, juice, half Sprite. Man, if Arnold Palmer can make a drink just by mixing two things, I feel like you can too, Chalmers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we need to be having the Chalmers. The cha- Well, maybe it's orange. So what? If you really get crazy, you can throw a little bit of lime juice in there too. A little bit of vodka may sound a uh, little yeah. tasty in there. Oh, yeah. Don't tell the missus. <laughs> yeah. And plus, you're getting healthy. You're getting your vitamin C. Just a little bit of sugar from the Sprite. Just, like just, just a little bit. Just, just a, a little bit. Scurvy be damned. Well, sorry, it's, it's orange juice half Sprite? Half, half, half oh. orange juice, half Sprite, and then a little bit of lime. Didn't we usually get those at the club all the time? <sighs> Don't worry about it, Jay. Yeah. This, no, this, I just invented it again. Yeah, I know. It's 30 it's, years yeah, later. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. Those are, those are refreshing. <laughs> those are great. So try them with vodka now. Well, you can get some one in the machine if you want or one. Some nation vodka. No, we can't drink those. Jay tried to give one away today. It was a whole kerfuffle. Maybe we should have a round of them for one year's birthday right now. Those five bottles of nation vodka are saved for very important things. Oh, wait, <laughs> first I, bottle on the left. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, first okay. bottle on the left is when we're back in the playoffs. <laughs> That'll be there for a bit. Yeah. How dare you? I'm second bottle on the left is when we're in the playoffs the next time. And then the last three bottles are reserved solely for cup wins. Oh, so it's all others related. Yes. Mm. Yes. Well, the third floor of the new building, if you're wondering, because you are. Yes. It's two Airbnb units. To stay there. People want to come stay in the River Valley. And we're going to do some cool shit down on the main floor bistro. We're building um, a music venue, a little tiny one. And we're going to launch a Spotify channel. And we're going to launch a YouTube channel off the Edmonton River Valley account, which has got good following on Insta. And we're going to bring in bands into Edmonton. And we're going to let them stay in our Airbnbs. And we've got a partnership with a really awesome recording studio here in town. So you come to Edmonton, you stay in the Airbnbs, you get three days in the recording studio to make an EP or whatever you want. All we ask in return is you make social content about how rad Edmonton is and you play one show in the venue and we're going to stream it all. Very nice. Like how any band? Just you get bands from all over the place? Well, this is where people with taste are going to need to come and help because I'm Kipsters. just like, can Young Jeezy come play? And they're like, <laughs> that's where my plan runs out. And Jared would like to go to a Young Jeezy concert too. But 
we're going to start with Folk Fest and kind of build off of that. So like if you're good enough or you have played in Folk Fest, we'd like you to come stay and do we're going to call it the river valley sessions there's lots of artists that when they would go to folk fest they'd finish like their set at like three in the afternoon and then they'd want to go play somewhere set else around. so they'd like just go to some local bar and like jump on a stage That's yeah cool. it's gonna be cool and yeah, so no, it's it's, cool. it's it's partially a bistro and it's also like the set for our show and our show is going to be these concerts and then we're going to do interviews with the bands as well but like there's some really really cool artists like you know the okuda mural on white f Mike Maxis and the guys from uh, Cortez and Have Mercy did. You know what? Really, have you seen that beautiful mural they did? It's awesome. No, I haven't. What they, they brought wow. in? I mean, I, they probably have, but like, I didn't. I don't know what we're talking about. It's unbelievable. Oh, they brought in a, a street artist from, I think, Spain. Spain, yeah. Spain. And like, so oh, do a mural. Well, there's one train of thought that's like, find the best local muralist that you can, who's probably amazing, and get him to do a mural. And then there's another train of thought that's like, Maxis went out. Amazing Edmontonian film director, Mike Maxis. He went and got this guy, Okuda, who does projects in Rio, does projects in Tokyo, Berlin, all around the world, comes to Edmonton and did like a six-story mural, and it is off the hook. And what is it of? It's like a wolf. Yeah, it's like yeah. this dog wolf. Oh, people were, this was just last summer, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw that on Instagram a bunch. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to try and like take a page out of that book and find up-and-coming groups that are really active on social and have a really good following from a market that's like likely to come and visit Edmonton. So not Brazil <laughs> because everybody in Brazil always wants people to come to Brazil because everybody in Brazil got no money because of Brazil. <laughs> but we want to find, you know, from Iceland where Jay and I always like to go or from you know, cool up and coming American acts, but by bringing them through Edmonton and showing them the river Valley and beautiful downtown and having them make content about it. We hope to uh, ultimately build more of a following for Edmonton online. That's very cool. You got you, you've kind of been doing this for a while, like back in your day at South by Southwest when you took a band there. Yeah, yeah. Managing a band in South by Southwest, you guys yeah. are like, hey, can you manage us? You're like, I guess, of course I can. I can. And then next thing you know, you're in South by Southwest. South by Southwest is actually interesting because I talked to one of the people who started South by Southwest about Austin, and he said, you know, we sat down a bunch of Austin business people and said, how are we going to make Austin busy? And all we really had was empty lots downtown. So they said, well, no, these aren't act actually empty lots. These are music venues. And they made a whole bunch of stages on empty lots and they started South by Southwest. And Austin's economy is like largely powered now by tourism and the whole keep Austin weird thing. But four times a year, I think it's like Austin City Limits, South by Southwest and South by Southwest is also a massive tech conference. Mm -hmm. They bring the world to Austin. Everybody from the world goes, ain't Austin the shit? And then they leave and Austin's profile grows. Folk Fest, as an example, is amazing. I'd never really been until we started going a few years ago. But I bet you if you talk to people at Folk Fest, like 1% of people at Folk Fest aren't from Edmonton. Everybody yeah. else is from Edmonton. And it's time to start doing things, I think, to start bringing people to Edmonton. And Iceland, one of the reasons why we love it there so much, is like they've made their country and, and capital city, Reykjavik, which could not be more out of the way, into an amazing cultural center where there's all these wicked Icelandic bands that are playing there all year round. But then four times a year, they have really big music festivals by their standard too. And all these cool bands come to Iceland and the bands work together on projects and stuff like that. It's a really, it's a slow burn, but you can bring whoever you want really to town if you want. And if you think of a place like dog patch, which only has like 45 seats, super small, but we're really building it with um, acoustics in mind and the camera lines of sight in mind. So that when you're watching our channel, it's like you're in the stereotypical little venue watching a show. And it doesn't even matter if you ever go to Dogpatch. We want to get people watching shows from there. It's going to be cool. That's very cool. Congratulations. Yeah. It's yeah, a thanks. far cry from uh, 
our jazz club, Blue Chicago. Uh, different world, right? <laughs> no, it's super, like, it's really cool. We also, though, speaking of Blue Chicago, have a shitload of stuff we saved from Blue Chicago. Nice. That are coming back. So we're, it's going to be the same colors. Oh, cool. Right? Okay. We've got the Alexander Keith's chalkboard, which yep. said trivia tonight, $100 bar tab. And then when we shut the shit down, I took it off the wall. We still haven't erased it. So it is said with chalk trivia tonight, $100 bar tab. <laughs> I'm going to put that shit on the wall and wipe it off. And now it's back in business. And we've got, do you remember the Molson uh, Rollison beer tower that we got? Do you remember this? This is like final Jeopardy level difficulty. No. Right prior to shutting down, Molson brought us the coolest tower I've ever seen with Rollison's mask on it. Oh, and like saved it. As and like, is it one of those ones that you like fill up with beer, put it on somebody's table? No, no, it's like or the draft, it's tower. The draft tower. The draft tower. Mm, okay. So even though I don't know that we're going to have Molson, because we're probably going to be doing hipster beers, right, Jay? Local stuff? Yeah, local stuff, yeah. But by thunder, it's going to be poured out of the rolly masks that we took out of the bar. I was the only one that knew how to use a wrench back then. I'm just <laughs> trying to figure out how you guys got that out of there. Yeah, my brother-in-law. <laughs> we just took a saw no, no, and cut been, the bar. It's been sitting in Sean's <laughs> no, basement beautiful. For, for ages. So we got That's a lot fun. of that rad stuff coming back, too. It's going to be cool, man. It's going to open in the spring. That spring is good. 2020. Well, birthday and... Digging a hole. Digging a hole. They ripped our podcast studio to the ground. Sun shining. Oh, yeah, that's the negative. Oh, that's all right. But at least I'm kind of off the hook, eh? Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> it's now for $40,000. People, people were wondering why it took us. A, we were still, we were into April and we still didn't have one. At the mercy of the city and the code. Yeah. Epcor. I don't know how you construction guys do it. It's, I mean, it's difficult. Yeah. Are you mad all day long? I'm mad all day long about this project. You know, uh, when they change something, it, it, you can usually understand why. There's only been a few times where they change something where you just really shake your head and nobody in the industry knows what to do about it. This happened recently with uh, basically construction furnacing, like like heating the house during construction. What happened? Uh, they stopped allowing you to use the furnace for the construction. The house so, furnace? Yeah. So we would install the furnace. We would hang it in the basement. That would be our main source of heat for you know pouring floors and everything up until taping. Stuff that needed heat, dry heat, because mm-hmm. you couldn't have wet heat when you're, you know, you know, you're allowing concrete to dry and all that, right? So the only other way to get real good dry heat was having a huge propane blower outside, which, you know, needed to be vented and that would cause penetrations in your basements. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're trying to... <laughs> mm-hmm. Sneaky deep. <laughs> that would go sneaky deep in your basement. Mm-hmm. Um, or 220 heat, which are basically heaters that plug into range outlets uh, that run off dryer power. Like for your... Oh, your yes. dryer. Yes, and for those, for two of those to do like a 2,400 square foot house, we're talking huge money like 500 to 700 dollars a month so we should just use our furnaces as quick as we could get our gas lines we would get our furnaces hooked up and we would have those blowing and heat the house they stopped allowing that even though no furnaces in my 25 years of doing this have ever needed anything changed out of them like like furnaces are just hold on i'm doing the math on this how old are you you started building houses 12 19 how old am i 39 well, I was around. My dad owned the company since yeah, four. Enough. All right, continue. So, continue with your I mean, speech. I've been around it for a long time. Yeah, and they've never crapped actually, out? Never no, I didn't actually start doing it until I was 18. Um, they never crap out. They never needed stuff replaced, but the furnace companies, you know, every so often there would be when people didn't get them cleaned afterwards. Drywall dust can get in there. It can be bad, right? Mm-hmm. MDF dust from finishing, you know, just hardwood dust, everything. Dust gets in there. It gets sucked in through the cold air returns. Uh, so you would have to clean, you'd clean your furnace, but if they find, like now, you can't use that can't use that furnace which means you have to have a temporary furnace or a, a heater outside a propane blower basically to, to blow it in a stunt furnace yeah but that just like and it's hard to explain but it's it just causes problems with the venting of it and all this stuff well Anyways, they made us put a friggin' elevator in our building yeah 
So that was one. But the, we like, went there and they're like, great. Look good. Looks good. Nice building. Good job. Good job, Wanye. Can't wait to have a beer on that <laughs> Rollison like, Tower. And I was like, shit, this motherfucker is going to be built by fall. And then they came back and they're like, oh, wait, we need to have an elevator. From the basement to the third floor, because every building now over two floors needs to be elevated in this wonderful city of ours, which is the best there is. Used to be four stores. When did it change? About an hour after we got approved. I was going to say, like, we, I've had one of these. I, lit- I had plans in for skinny houses that got approved and were pulled probably about a week before I started building because the height restriction changed. They were changing it on the fly. It was changing every two weeks. What was the elevation? What was the, what was the actual, like what they considered to be the, the, where your elevation was on your house. And it was so you had just, to put elevators in all your skinny houses. No, this wasn't, no, no, no. It was oh. a height restriction of oh. how high my houses could yeah, be. Yeah. Oh, there was that. If you too. wanted to have a three story with like a walkout patio, yeah. a, like walkout, um, rooftop, patio. rooftop patio. And those are illegal now across the whole city. Correct. Oh, I have no idea. I haven't, built, legal, I haven't built a skinny just, in two years and I don't got, plan on doing it ever again. Built differently. I think they have to be inset. Anyways. See, ours were inset. Um, Anyways, we don't need to bore people about that. No, no, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, I got a it's tweet difficult. from a guy who said, hey, Wanye, dickbag. He didn't say that, but for the purposes <laughs> of this conversation, he did. Yeah. Why don't you guys talk about business more? That's the only reason to tune in. I can get my Oilers shit anywhere. Oh, really? Like, anywhere? Yeah. I don't believe oh, Well, that's podcast. funny because on the weekend, I had somebody say, you know you're on an Oilers podcast, right? Do you think maybe you should do some homework? I said, no, it's called real life. And yeah. they told me that it wasn't an honor. Exactly. Yeah. It's about real fucking life. Bag milk? Thoughts? All I know... <laughs> is that the real life podcast is whatever you want it to be. Just like the brand new suit you will be getting from our friends at Indochino. Huge. How does it work, Jay? I'll tell you. I'm going to show you. We'll get to that, my friend. You get oh, yourself measured up. In store, online. Get measured up. One, you choose your style. Two, you customize that baby. You want that flossy gold inside? You get that flossy gold inside. Now, say I gain 85 pounds. Go ahead. Can Indochino factor that in or do I have to go back in and get remeasured? We may have to get you measured again. Mm. You don't want a skinny suit for bulbous Wanye. No. Say I lose a foot of height. Mm-hmm. Can they factor that in too? Oh, they'll roll those pant legs right up for you. So basically it's like it's assuming you have no life events that cause you to expand, contract, heighten or shorten. These guys have you covered here or out. For as long as you live. Measure yourself 10 minutes, put your suit on, wrinkle-free right out of the box two to three weeks later. Just like Jay will. What? Next week? Next week. Next Tuesday. What color are you going? We'll see. This uh, this gold inside sounds uh, interesting. Get a cool suit like the Oilers wear where they have like a go- like a orange tie and a blue, like light blue outside. Those I'll are see, I'll see what they gray got. shoes. Or just like a, maybe a nice blue suit with a popping orange inside. The yeah. nice silk yeah. on and the I'm inside. I'm going to go real short on the pants. They're going to be... Ozzy oh. bordering on Capri. Oh, culottes. Are you? No. Well, remember, remember we went to that meeting in Vancouver with that guy and I'd never seen a short pant leg suit before and he was walking down the hallway in front of us and I was laughing, pointing at his leg. And Jay's <laughs> like, no, man, that's a style. Look man. under the table. He's literally half Capri as we speak. I'll never forget the time Danny Saul came on our pub crawl wearing male Capri pants and Jay laughed at him and now he's uh. VJ Singh's caddy and Jay's wearing male Capri Is pants. Is he really? Yep. Man, he was. He, got a, he almost got a hole in one in the Masters or something in the par three competition. Sure. Do you remember when we were kids and we used to like, I used to like, look like, just think he was incredible because he was the best Edmonton golfer. Yeah. And he was the first person to ever wear earphones yeah. Yeah. at with a Walkman on his back. Yeah. And he would hit balls like that. And people would no, play then was, his round, his tournament rounds like that. Oh, yes. And, people, and then there would be like things in the journal written by probably the same people that are writing today <laughs> saying like, how can he concentrate? This is crazy. He's got music playing. So what you were saying is he had an interesting look. 
Much like what Jay will get from our friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah this is, if this you've is... seen another Danny Saul Indochino ad anywhere in another podcast, <laughs> yeah. we'll refund your money you, from listening. You think the nation truck is pimped? Wait till you see what Indochino does for me. You know what else is good about Indochino is if you take if they take your measurements, they can kind of help you like motivate you to stay in shape. Absolutely. Because yes, you don't want to get That's a big thing. Yeah, you'll be like, oh God, I don't want to let those guys down. If I go back there in three months and I have a half an inch or an inch on my waist. It's devastating. There was a time in my life where I was very, very, very like diet and everything wanted to be low ripped, fat Jay ripped, ripped for, for our trips. No, to Mexico. no game Jay. When and, he used to uh, wear a banana hammock. Oh, for Jay. Bottoms. And, uh, and, uh, that was once Chalmers anyways. <laughs> and, uh, I went and got, I got, I got a job at the bank. I get suits. So I got all my suits made then. Oh, you can't do that. And low, I was at a low was cycle. Bump, I'm, 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 I'm 6'3", and I was weighing in at 189, which is fucking light. And uh, yeah, so like after that, like summer, because like it takes so much fucking work and just starving yourself and fucking fighting with the like the, the internal dialogue about wanting to eat. But you only can eat regimented amounts at regimented times. I remember so, being at the golf course in the clubhouse, going to play golf with you, and looking out on tee and seeing some fucking string bean standing there waiting. Yeah. And I'm in there talking to the guy at the pro shop. He's like, "Are you gonna go play or what?" I'm like, "No, I'm waiting for Jay to show up." And he was like, "That is Jay." And I was like, "Say what?" Yeah, yeah. I was lean and mean. Oh, <laughs> so of course now's not a better time and to get yeah, a bunch so of suits got made. Suit, got suits made, and then obviously like. I finally had like the epiphany, like Jay, no, this is, you're not happy doing this. So I went back to like still being active, but just like a lot looser on the diet. Or That's when you used to eat fava beans and tuna all the time. His, oh, yeah, his inner that. donair review. So then, came so out. then you balloon from 189 up to 210, 215. I'm still trying to Do wear those 230, 230 suits. in the corner. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, I was, I was, I was testing the structural integrity of these suits. So, <laughs> what yes. are you putting up on the board now when you go to Indochino? Uh, I'm going to go in around. Well, with the Aussies in town, it's been a little loose, but uh, I'll, I'll be around two sixteen, two seventeen. Well, fortunately, they have a promise to make it Indochino. If your suit does not fit the way it should, let them know. They'll make it right. Yeah, it's just like you, you treat them like you would any kind of partner you have in your life, like your insurance broker like if you get a new car you have to tell them you just gotta be honest yeah it's gotta be honest oh i gotta get this or you know or you life insurance or something oh i'm having a kid and you change this or anytime anytime there's a life event i.e you know a donair review yeah donair reviews (laughs) brought to you by indochino get jay a new suit every month (laughs) you know you you let your partners in your life know so i feel like indochino's you don't lie to doctors or your suit tailors you don't lie lie to doctors why would you well i don't know I've been going to get you know that you know you wouldn't lie to your doctor. He's like, "How much you drinking these days?" Yeah, I was a casual once a week. See, that's where you don't lie to him. He's the only one you can tell. Oh no! See, I've I've been going and getting part of my physicals STD tests since I was a little guy. Chalmers, yeah, and they say, "How many partners have you had?" And I've been saying two since like two thousand. It's actually been one, one, and then I would go to the archives a lot for the journal. And the guy one time said to me, "He's like, you know that like you could just tell me the truth, right? I don't care. You know, like I'm supposed to be giving you advice on the things that you tell me for the well being of you." Probably shouldn't lie. Oh, to I want to lie to the doctor and then on my deathbed sue him. You know what I didn't lie to my doctor about? That I'm still Red Bull free. That's I even impressive. tried to tempt you today. I tried you to tempt, try you to tempt me. How long have you been off the Red Bulls? Since January 1st. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 Haven't even, I've had a couple times where I'm just like, I'm just going to have it. And then I just, I don't know. Just don't. Do you miss it? Like, have you found it affecting yeah. your oh, energy yeah. levels? Uh, well, yeah. 
Yeah, and I haven't found a replacement because I don't like to drink copious amounts of pop. Mm. So I've been drinking like vitamin waters and like, I don't know. Those things have a shitload of sugar in them. Eh? Yep. And so like uh, G Zeros now have come out, which are like. What's sweetening them though? That's what I, I'm that's getting the, off well, of. I was reading. Because I bought off a, of artificial sweet. Probably like. Yeah, I bought a pack over the weekend and there's just like a ton of ingredients that are just like, I know you're all some kind of You're sugar. all some kind of bad. And they just taste like watered down G2, which is like. A watered-down Gatorade. Chalmers, so. jump on my soda water program. Uh, yeah, so we're heavily thinking about getting a soda stream. Yes. I have one. Except I... Re- yeah, they're Fantastic. great, eh? Yeah. See, I drink a lot of Coke Zero, mm. and so I know I'm not going to replace that. Like, I'm just always going to have Coke Zero. Um, but if we could replace, like, our soda water... Uh, my wife, she does, like, any type of flavored soda. That's her favorite thing in the world, so... Like soda water flavored? Like pineapple, like what do you mean? Oh, pomplamoose, you know? I don't know. Like pomplamoose. I stopped drinking pop and started drinking soda water. Did you guys ever used to drink LaCroix when you were a kid? Uh, no, I wasn't a millionaire. What's LaCroix? LaCroix is like, a, it's like a soda beverage, right? Back in the day. It's like become know. really cool. You were born in Belgium. I found, a new po- I found a new podcast where they tell you the like. Oh, the, you're listening to other podcasts, are oh, you, Chalmers? That's cute. But well, I got that's these nice. things in my, I, my ears 12 hours a day. Like How do you spell I, you, you do one hour. How do you spell L-A- traitor? L-A-C-R-O-I-K. X. Yeah. Aren't those the shirts with the alligators on them? Yeah, so they became really cool because <laughs> of social media. And like, it was the drink that your family used to drink back in the, like your your weird uncle used to drink back at like barbecues when you were like a 10-year-old or an 8-year-old. Man, and we now, grew up in different worlds. 25-year-olds yeah, are like, it became super popular for some reason. And now, young kids are drinking it. I don't know. Remember it's, Happy it's Pop? Interesting. Oh, oh, Happy Pop is the best. Oh, yeah. The bomb. Yeah. Bomb. That was good. That was good drinkings. They had their own stores too, remember? Yep. Because they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring out our own pop. And you know what we're immediately going to do is roll out our own convenience stores. The simplicity of the bottle was so nice. Just a happy face on it. it said happy pop. Yeah. It was I was looking at it writing on the yeah, back. It was local. Was it really? Yeah. This podcast has gone off the fucking rails. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that much. Jared, time? What are we looking at here? Remember when we were going to talk about the GM search? Well, suppose we What's should. The point? GM search? Bag milk thoughts. <laughs> Word on the street is that the Edmonton Oilers are now at their second interviews, looking at possible third interviews for the top end prospects. Well, at least that means there was a first round of interviews, which we can't say we did when we hired Peter Torelli. That's true. A guy like Mark Hunter is apparently at the top of the list right now. He built the Leafs prospect system quite nicely. Uh, he I thought that was that young. What has he actually done? Dubas. Like, it's not hard to draft Austin Matthews. No. No, he was the AGM took a lot care of the Marlies a lot. Okay. I was talking to our resident Toronto expert at Coombe about uh, it. Who yes. took a beating on social. Yes, yes. Cam was in Toronto for a couple of games this past week, and he took a shit kicking. Well, Twitter. the truth's finally out. Cam is a Leafs fan in Oilers clothing. Did he go to Leafs Square and stuff? Yep. Yep. But, to be fair. Did he get a picture with the refs? We up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, don't you guys have an oil, like a Leafs website? Yeah, yeah. Leafs unfortunately. Nation. That's why we, we said. Well, can't he hide that. behind work business like Jay did? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he was a little care, bit man. too happy to throw on that. He Leafs had a sign. Yeah, he had a sign. And he was on CBC, and really? I was on Sportsnet. So those are two what different signs. Things. Say, I am Coom. No, it's like absolutely the Leafs. Absolutely the Leafs. What does that mean? That's like a Leafs Nation internal kind of dialect, where it goes absolutely the Leafs. Leaf apostrophe s. Can we turn that site off? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. It's super should. confusing. That didn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. It's like talking about furnaces on an Oilers podcast. <laughs> yeah. Finally. 
Oh, goddamn time we did. Talk. So they got him. Mr. They got him. There's also, they are waiting for, to see what happens with Vegas San Jose. If Vegas gets bumped out, uh, a lot of the media members, including our own Jason Greger, think that would bump Kelly McCrimmon to the top of the list. Uh, Darren Dreger and Elliot Friedman both said over the weekend that the Oilers are looking to try and get this wrapped up early May. May 1st, I heard. Ideally May 1st, early May. So we're cheering. So once again, the playoffs, we're cheering for San Jose to win game seven. So can we find... Oh, sorry. I just think like, what do you think about... (laughs) What? what? Uh, I wanted to come up with a bet, but I realized that you guys are still talking about... Oh, I'll bet you though. What about what do you guys think about George McPhee not allowing Kelly McCrimmon to talk to anybody else about this yes, job? That, good. We're not yeah, working together despite thing. what Bob exactly. Nicholson will tell you that's bloody kumbaya singing with a guitar at the leaf or the league yeah. meetings. But in the playoffs, what is the AGM doing? He is looking stressed in the press box with his tie loose. <laughs> He's got a hell of a head of hair too. He's drinking Silver half or no. If splits. you can block mm. it, you block it. Because when you're playing professional sports, it is about gamesmanship. Yeah. And if McPhee has it within his power to block that from a rival team, you block that shit. Now, the real question is, were they going to give it to Keith Gretzky? And then everybody got so yes. fucking mad that they've backed off. Without a doubt. Now, I do think that's the right move, but I feel bad a little bit for Keith Gretzky. Keep I don't. him as the AGM. I what? think. Keep him as AGM. If he could stay, if he's willing to stay on his AGM, fine. I would like to see him heading up the scouting department. Amateur scouting department. That's like his bread and butter. Does he Play want that strengths. job? I don't know. Play to strengths. He did draft Pasternak kind of late. Yep. But he also passed and on Barzell. He passed, like, you know, there's hits and misses. Ups well, and with downs. everyone, that's the thing. Like in that article, it kind of breaks down the wins and the losses. Like they picked the win for Ross Mahoney from the Caps AGM drafting Alexander Ovechkin. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, really? And uh, <laughs> Nicholas Backstrom. Yeah, one, two. That's tough. Yeah, and then John Carlson. Again, we could uh, step up and I can pick Connor McDavid with the best of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so what I was going to say was we never fall through with any of our bets here. Can we at least... Can we, let's all pick one and he's our horse. Mm. And it, the guy that we think they're going to make. Yeah. And so me, because I only know Keith Gretzky and then the other guys who played hockey, um, I'm just going to throw a dart at the wall. I personally can't... Just because I grew up in the sticker book era... And Pat Verbeek was one of the players you'd get in your sticker book. Very early to wear a visor, as I recall. Yeah, weird helmet, weird everything. Yeah, he has his brain's shield. been protected. Judging a book completely by his playing style, being a little rat on the ice. Little ball of hate. I just, yeah, that was his nickname, right? Yep. I just, I struggle, and this is, like, this is terrible. Like, yeah, like, that, that's why I can't, like, I still have that beef as a kid. And it is that, and that's that's absolutely wrong. So, so he's off my list. Mine, I'm going to pick mine right now because mine is Mike Gillis. Oh, yeah. Wow. And the reason I picked this guy is because I feel like we need to move into the what century do you call it? The 21st. 21st. We need to move into the 22nd century. Then. Wow. Wow. And, yeah. Because his <laughs> lasting legacy is he's seen as a leading advocate of sports science analytics. Ultimately, could not get the team over the top. Thin. I don't want to read the rest of that. I just like the first part. Seen as a leading advocate of Cannot sports get the science. Team over the what is he fact, that, Chalmers, what when he, he was the GM in Vancouver, there were some teams around the league that petitioned the league to say that what he was doing was illegal, giving them a unfair advantage by building an analytics department. Even after the movie Moneyball came out, they're like, mm, I don't no, know. This is, oh, this is before Moneyball. Oh, this is before he was early He's on. way early, early, early on. Love this guy already. 
I'm going to attach my horse to Kelly McCrimmon. Nice. From Vegas. Yeah, I'm kind of on his side, but I once again, for the reasons why I don't like Verbeek, I don't know why I... Here's why I, I like Kelly I like, McCrimmon. Yeah, sell me. Sell me, Bagmo. Talk to me. We have an expansion draft coming up. Yes. Nobody navigated those waters better in Vegas. Admittedly, they had an advantage. Yeah, but they're the, they're the drafting team, not the protecting team. But Kelly McCrimmon would have been in the room seeing how every other team in the league pitched them come expansion time. He picked Griffin Reinhardt. Yes. Yes, he did. You cannot forget that. <laughs> well, that's fair. Counterpoint. You cannot forget that. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I struggle. Well, he picked him. We traded two very high assets to get yeah, it. Like drafts of the last so are we just years? getting less dumb? Less dumb is admittedly an upgrade. <laughs> because I don't see everybody s- scrambling to write this down. I'll write it down. <laughs> so Chalmers, Gillis, Kate, JR. So you're not going to be taking Ron Hextall either then? He's a former uh, player. He's on the list of nine. I, I think it's going to He was be- in your hockey sticker books. He was. Yeah, he was. I, lo- you and I pick love Billy Garen. He's got, he's got the fire. I don't know. Billy Garen's been the AGM in Pittsburgh for quite some time. What now. has he done? They keep saying he's won two cups, but like he didn't build the team that won two cups. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was at late that point, to the he party. Was... He rode the coattails, and I and if I was him, that would be the only thing on my resume. You wear both rings to the job interview. Oh yeah, I'd make earrings out of them. Oh hell yeah, that'd be <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, like ah, oh, fuck. What what does Wanya think? I gotta really stew on this. Honestly. If I was picking with my heart, I'd pick Billy Guerin. I think if he's qualified and he is on that list, I think we got to start rebuilding the culture by bringing in people who were good Oilers. And he loved Edmonton. He loved Edmonton. And if, and if Bill and he, loved anal- he likes analytics too, doesn't he? Yep. Isn't that, yeah. And, and he had a goatee bag milk. Do you remember his goatee? Of course I do. That was the shit. You think he still has I his do. goatee? Chalmers? Um, I don't know. Is he still? <laughs> is he with a team right now? And he, yeah, Pittsburgh. I bet he's still in shape. And he played the game the right way. I love. I'd that. love it if Billy. I don't think it's going to happen. But I would just, love. Just in general manager of the Penguins. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Player development coach. Look at this guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, a great he, pick. He's got. Uh, I don't mind Garen. I do love the story of Garen, but uh, I think it will be Mark Hunter. That a boy, Jr. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> already mad at because now Hunter. i'm worried he's gonna bring in his bro to coach and we saw what he did in in his short time in washington see i don't think dale hunter wants to though he's got a lot going on in london he's just making money yeah man making money but he wants he, he wants to take the next step he wants to prove he can be a coach. that's the ultimate thing he's also big into analytics Is i think he? you have to be at these days. you have to i think you do if really? you're six, Chia wasn't he fired everybody yeah they had what uh <laughs> Craig also, Gregory he, had a bunch of interns under, running their under analytics his, department under his watch Ovi had the worst season of his career. So Dale Hunter, then. do you think Dale. that in Edmonton, because fans are passionate and maybe don't look to analytics as much? I don't know how to math. I don't want to math. That they would be hard, harder to sell when you don't trade a guy and you're like, look, the analytics show that he's trending in the right direction. If it wins, I think Oilers fans will voluntarily sign up for online calculations. Like, courses. I feel like there's some analytic out there showing me that Toby Reader is like some hockey player that I can't see and that they just have to just. We got to wait. We got to wait on him. He will. It will come. Well, I, here's here's my bet. If you want to make another bet here, Chalmers, yes, I bet that bets. Reader is going to sign league minimum somewhere next yeah. year and get 10 goals. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm not going to take that one. Why? Because I see a good I see a good bet. I could see that. Okay. okay. Comes off 20, comes to our get zero. I can see him getting 10 league minimum somewhere. Okay. No, I change of culture. It. I just could. It's a, I, it's a good call. I, I, I'm still like analytics have a place in you need in, all the tools in it yeah it is a tool it is a tool but it's not the 
be all and end all. Too. No, so I agree with that hundred percent. But you're always, shooting yourself in the foot if you don't have that aspect. I think I think you have to use analytics to back your decision. If you th- if you see a player and you watch, you meet you 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 think he's a good kid. You see him play, you think he plays well, and then you go to it and do his analytics. If it backs it up that he actually is, then I think that's kind of like the basket. It's just kind of funny because I was talking with someone. Anyone see that uh, that play with Ovi and Dougie Hamilton? So there's a, it, it shouldn't even have been a race for, for the puck. So the puck go, gets dumped in and Doug Hamilton only has to skate like, I don't know, five strides to get there. And Ovi's like 20 away. He just slows up and stops and just watches and waits for Ovi, what Ovi to do. And essentially just lets Ovi take it and doesn't even touch him. Scoops in, takes it. And then Ovi sets up a goal and they score right after that. So talking about analytics versus like seeing how, like this is where character comes in. His Corsi is through the roof. Yep. Analytics love Dougie Analytics Hamilton. Analytics love Danny, Dougie Hamilton. Playoffs. He. Character. Soft. Well, what I would like it's to see happen. Goffs up goal. There's only one Dougie, and that's weight. Of course. That's, how I that's why you talent. can never be all in analytics. I'd I saw like to that see, and then checked his Corsi. I was like, holy shit. I'd oh, like to see the wrong. nerds on one side, and then you got your scouts on the other <laughs> side, and how do they match up on these players? If they're both widely apart, then probably not a good pickup. Like, what are the pro scouts saying about Dougie Hamilton? I'd love to know. Well, I love museums and shit. He's getting traded a lot. And he was, he loves and, museums. And, and, and there was rumors that he was on the block during the season, that he was available. I question everybody who loves a museum too much. Well, that was the story that came out of Calgary when he got, that he didn't fit out with his teammates. They'd be going out for dinner at Moxie's well, and he'd be going to the museum. Here's the issue. Maybe they all should have been going to the museum <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they yeah. don't show up in the playoffs. All right, great. We could sit here talking about the playoffs till the cows come home, but this isn't going to wrap the podcast up. Best in the work. Worst. Chalmers? Okay, my best of the week is finding about this game, Finska. Uh, <laughs> I think you guys yes! should, I think you should search it and try and buy one of the 503 we'll have left over after we order them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically bocce ball meets uh, like bags. It's a lot of fun. It gets harder when you get drinking, though. Uh, so that's my best of the worst, or best of the week. My worst of the week is the sex scene in HBO's Game of Thrones <sighs> with Arya and Genji. It was cringeworthy i wasn't sure i should be watching it i don't know why they wait go so long it was my worst of the week did you see that her name was the top trending google search immediately after that episode? was it really i don't yeah i as she's like undressing i'm like she's not doing this i'm like she's not she's not gonna go eight seasons and not like did she just become legal or something like how she old is 22 is years old I think the reason why it was, it was so weird, weird is because of the whole character v- development of, of yeah. Arya. And it was, it was so it, aggressive. And yeah. second of all, like the horn's about to blow at any time, Genji. Like, what are you doing sleeping, bud? Like, get up. You have a war you're about to fight. Like, He's rusted. Uh, somebody wake me up when the horn goes off, guys. No. Well, you that's think, that's, you think that's you could exactly sleep? what the horn's for. Anyways, okay, sorry. Well, I yeah, told you I had to be quick. Of course I can sleep after a situation <laughs> like that that he just went through. I'm relaxed. Uh, well, that's my worst. That's sex scene. Game of Thrones is a TV show. <laughs> yeah. The best one ever. Oh, it's set up. now. Th- so they've done two episodes of setting up. So now it's going to get real. Yeah, it is. I bet it's fun. I've never watched it. Me either. I knew about the thing, though, that happened on the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah you couldn't miss it. Uh, my best of the week is going to the Drake curse. Oh, yeah. He showed up at the <laughs> Leafs game in a Leafs jersey, and his Twitter mentions were being flooded by Leafs fans telling him to go home. 
I love or go it. to Boston or go to Boston, <laughs> throw on a Boston jersey. Everything about it's fantastic. You see the footage of people lipping him off, and he was like, "What? What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a there was a meme that went out the next day, maybe even that night. It was Drake in a Notre Dame jersey, yeah, oh, with yeah. the oh, Notre Dame cathedral on fire, and it's like I this has that. to stop, Drake. <laughs> just, oh, the internet man. is just undefeated. It's undefeated. so good. Social media is the best. My worst is that I looked at the calendar today and we have about six months until I got to watch Connor do Connor things again. Very upsetting. Try golfing. <laughs> try Finska. I would like to try Finska. Looks fun. Yeah. We will try a lot of good summer stuff to do. Don't I, you worry. Just well, but we all have to collectively pray for a speedy PCL. Get out my leg if he needs it. Healing. Didn't know there was a PCL. He'd skate really fast in circles. Only Connor, only one I didn't know there was a PCL. <laughs> only Connor McDavid can injure his PCL. I knew about the MCL. I knew about the ACL. PCL. There's an ACL, an MCL, and a PCL. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know about the PCL until Post Connor... Posterior or something. It's on the post side. PCL's the, the big dog I've learned. Sick. Yeah. Okay. And then there's the best, forgotten worst, meniscus. Everything in the middle. My best of the week is watching all of these... High-seeded teams flame out in the first round, opening up opportunities for the Oilers, for our new GM. Looking for another dose of Kool-Aid. I love that Kool-Aid. I, uh, I, I just, I, you know, I created a names list. I'm not going to go through it all because there's like 20 names, but like there is some improvement potential there for us in the immediate future if we can unlock some cap space. Real quick, who's your top five? Well, I've got it up by team. So like Ehlers... Is it would be a high one. I've also got Tanev if they if they can get him out of because uh, they have to re-sign him. Yep. Myers. Back to, back to this thing. <laughs> um, there's an interesting situation in Tampa, depending on how they want to treat their core, because they're gonna sign Braden Point. You can't let him go. But if you can get him, you take him. But Good like boost job, man. Palat or JT Miller, um, uh, Nashville, Tourist. Speaking Lynn. of core, did you see Genji's core, bro? Yeah, he's jacked. Yeah, he's jacked. He's uh He's 189. <laughs> I literally thought that was a player, Chalmers. I'm no. like, I don't know who that is either. No, his maybe, Game of Thrones. Maybe he plays for Buffalo. Genji takes his shirt off. Woo! And, oh, sorry, Ryan Ellis Ten would be pack. high on the list, too, from Nashville. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, pumped about that. And also Furland. Furland's potentially <laughs> signed in the offseason, oh, too. Who? Oh, geez. That, Never this, mind. This guy wants to come to Edmonton because he wants to shove it up Calgary's ass. <gasps> Ooh. That's my feeling. Sneaky deep. Sneaky so, deep. that's... So that so there's some positivity about being an Oilers fan watching other people others demise in the playoffs. So that's very exciting. My worst of the week Was it? is the fact that we're putting a May first deadline on announcing a GM. So it just seems like we're gonna just rush these second interviews and make the wrong decision. Fair. Why you? Well, I got an Amazon Prime bag milk. Go ahead. Because I gotta find a way to entertain myself throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. And this is me sitting down, I'm like, Kate, it's time to get a new show. All right, so I'm looking through Netflix and I'm looking through Amazon Prime. I've got eight remotes going, the fucking smart toaster in the kitchen. I thought you just meant you were going to get packages faster. No, no, no. This is television. That's part of it. Oh. Television stuff. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's very complicated. And I'm like, I want to watch a show like Lost because I loved Lost 2004 to 2011 ish. And I looked at all the things and I thought about it all. And I'm rewatching Lost <laughs> and it is fucking awesome. Lost has stood up. I'm surprised I haven't brought it up more during this podcast because I'm just in it. God damn, I love Lost. It is just a show for the ages. Second best TV show of all time. You will have watched Lost twice more than I have after this. What's funny is I'm watching it. I'm like, what the hell? I watched a whole bunch in the beginning and then missed out on like 18 months worth of Lost. I barely saw any. It's because the bar was open. 
Mm-hmm. And then when the bar ended, I back to watching Lost. So there's like gaps in the show that I'd forgotten. And it's very interesting to fill <laughs> I it I couldn't all. help, but were you just about to say your first was starting with a star? Star Trek The Next Generation oh, is the best TV show gracious. of all time. Oh, are you watching Discovery? No. Oh, oh man. I'm going to stack it up and watch it. I'm into Lost. Jeez. You're not into Game of Thrones, but you just like TV boner for Star Trek? Lost. I love Star Trek. Star, oh, Trek, Star Trek Discovery this season. Unreal. Ago. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I want to watch them all in one shot. Binging, as the kids say, bag milk. I've never I done this before. Binge. So I get like, obviously, this is how TV shows are meant to be watched, but you get into it. The worst, though, I swear, man, Coach McClellan, a shit breaks my heart. That's a good coach. It's a fine man. And he's making five schmill a year. Remember when coaches were poor? And now, like, Quenville's making six, and, like, none of the Panthers are. <laughs> McClellan's in L.A. making five. He got rid of the wrong guy. He got rid of the wrong guy. Sad. See you next week. Jay, swim up or bulk up, whatever you need to do. Your suit's T-minus seven days away. Either Happy way, birthday, Wanye. I'm, yeah, I'm looking hot here soon, folks. Excuse me there. I just lost my trend of thought. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.